we, we, we want to make sure you know how to quote the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want he making me to lie down in green pastures you restore my soul he leaded me in the paths of righteousness yea though I walk through the I shall fear no evil for thy rod and thy staff some people over there quiet that's all right yeah yeah I, I, and you want the people to be able to quote these scriptures and tell you where they are but many of the people that know these scriptures to heart don't know the god of that scripture welcome to the life experience a broadcast brought to you by life worship center where we're led by a dynamic duo bishop denzel and robin rule we are a church that lives in love operates in integrity walks by faith and have been empowered by God. Stay tuned, there is definitely a life-changing word awaiting you. And now, here is Pastor Denzel with today's word. You have to embrace this. As a Holy Ghost-filled believer, you have the mind of Christ. Now, why is this important? It's important because in Proverbs 23 and 7, he says, as we think, in our heart, in there it means in our mind, as you think in your mind, that's what you're going to be. You are what you think. So when in 2 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, uh, verse 16, he says that we have the mind of Christ, it is saying to us that as spirit-filled believers with the mind of Christ, we are to become like Christ. It is consistent with what we read in 1 John chapter 4, uh, verse number 17, 18, as he was in this world, so are we. We are to manifest Jesus in the earth. That is the role of the believer, to be the manifestation of Jesus in the earth. As long as we are still here, Jesus is still here. Glory to God, because we have the mind of Christ. Now, um, last week we told you that Spirit of God ministered to me and says, sit here for a while because we have many members that are stunted, that are stagnated, that are stuck because of mind battles. And your mind battle is not just to send you crazy. The reason you are having this mind battle is because the devil knows if you ever take on the mind of Christ, the last time Christ manifested in the earth, he got embarrassed. Oh, Jesus. The devil knows the last time Jesus manifested in the earth, he made a fool out of him. So he says, let me twist up their mind with life. Let me cause these Jesus followers that we call Christians, let's cause them to be so twisted, let their minds be so confused with how they can pay their rent. Let them be so stressed with their um, sexual perversions. Let them be so twisted with um, the sickness in their body. Let the people who walk out of their life cause them to be so depressed that they spend their life fighting in their head. Their prayer life is focused on, Lord, free me from this war in my mind. Let's see that they become so preoccupied with winning the battle of their mind that they die fighting in their mind. That is where the devil has designed for all of us to live. He wants to win the battle of our mind, not to have our mind, but to make sure Christ don't get your mind. 
He don't want your mind. He just don't. You know what I'm kind of telling people? They don't, want, they don't want what you have. They just don't want you to have it. She. He said, I want, I need to get their minds because if Christ get their minds, they can become like Christ. There was one Christ in the earth who, who made a display and made a mockery of him. And then there were 12 Christ that rose up. Good God Almighty. And the 12 of them turned the world upside down. Imagine now if we mobilize 2 billion of them. And so because he knows God's plan, because from the beginning, God says, I want you to be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth. I want you to release this mind of Christ in the earth. That was God's plan from day one. So the first thing the devil did was try to mess with our mind. Come here, Eve. Mess with Eve's mind so that Eve could not develop into the mind of Christ. And then now that thing has been perpetrated to the point where David says, I was born in sin and shapen in iniquity. That from the day I was born, I was having these mind battles where I should have been taking on the mind of Christ. I've been fighting in my head and that thing been going down from generation to generation and now here we are in 2022, all this Holy Ghost, all this Jesus, all these tongues and we are still prisoners in our mind. Because the plan is don't ever let them realize that they have the mind of Christ. Don't, don't let them realize that he didn't lie when he said in 1 John 3 and 8, for this reason was the Son of God manifested that he would destroy the works of the devil. Don't let them understand that because when they start walking in their Jesusness, they can mash up some things in the earth. So let's keep them locked down and fighting, taking things to go to sleep. Taking Nexium, but ain't, ain't nothing wrong with their heart. Ain't no heartburn. Your mind reason. Oh Lord. Your mind get that burning in your chest. That's too much? <laughs> if we could just get your mind free. All them little shakes and all them things. You done been to the doctor and they say hey, they, they don't see nothing. Come on here. You, you've been getting all these prescriptions and, and taking Tylenol PM and, and, and Zoloft and whatever else they get for you to take and trying to bring yourself down. And at the end of the day, it's because the devil has been fighting in your mind. Now, in the first service, we shared something with you from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. He says, For God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Now, over the last two weeks, we told you that the, the Holy Spirit does not give you power per se. The Holy Spirit gives you the mind of Christ, and it is the mind of Christ that gives you power. That's why in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, the promise is you will receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. So the Holy Ghost gives you the mind. The Holy Ghost is to change your thinking. The Holy Ghost is to change your thinking, to cause you to realize who you are in Christ. And this renewed thinking was give, is what gives you access to power. Even the world realized that when they told you knowledge is power. Even they realized that, and they don't realize they are on a spiritual truth. 
Because once you know, once you know who you are in God, that's when power is released. He says, I have given you not the spirit of fear, but I've given you the spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Right there, Paul defines for us what is the mind of Christ. What is that Holy Ghost? That mind of Christ is power. Say power. Say love. Say sound mind. That's the package of the mind of Christ. Now, when I tell you that this belongs to you, anytime you see yourself not functioning in power, not functioning in love, not functioning in a sound mind, you have been hoodwinked and bamboozled. You have been run amok, listen to me, because you have the Holy Ghost, and with the Holy Ghost comes power, comes love, comes a sound mind. When you see you can't love people right, you got robbed. When you see yourself um, living as though you're powerless, where you, you are impotent, you're in situations and you can't get out of them, you are malfunctioning. This was a Friday prayer call. I would tell you, type this in capitals. I'm not supposed to be powerless. Mm. You, you are never supposed to be void of power. Because you have the Holy Ghost. You cannot and be powerless. You have power to confront and overcome every situation that confronts you in this life because of the Holy Ghost, because you have the mind of Christ. He says, I didn't give you fear. I gave you power, love, and a sound mind. That's yours. Say it's mine. Whenever you are not functioning in that, you cannot be comfortable. I, I want to awaken you to the point that the next time you go in your room and turn all the lights off, turn the TV off, and wrap up under your cover, and sun's still hot outside, and you go up under that comforter, and you don't want nobody to talk to you, you don't want nobody, you don't answer no phone call, you just want to curl up in that bed, I want this word to resonate in your spirit, and you say, hold on, I have the mind of Christ. Hold on, I have power, love, and I, what I doing curl up in this bed? I got things to do, but I laying up in this bed because I all depressed. I'm feeling all feeble. I'm feeling all powerless, and I'm curling up, running from life, running from the devil, running from my children, running from a spouse, running from a job, running from my mind, trying to escape my own mind, the devil, and he grammy all them lie. I will take hold of the power that God has given me because I have the mind of Christ. Are you hearing this? You have to get aggressive concerning your mind. You aggressive about everybody else's issue. And passive when it comes to your headspace. You get all kind of fire to fix me. You all kind of fire to get everybody else's situation right. And all this time, you got the devil got his leg crossed by the fireplace in your head. Camping out in your brain, sipping coffee. Comfortable. I showed you something in the first service. Matthew 12 and 44. This is so crazy. Read this for me, please. Ready, read. Jeremy, do you see this? This is the devil talking. The devil says, I'll return to my house. The house that the devil was in was your mind. 
And the devil says, I'm going to return to what? That devil taking ownership of your mind. How dare he make that kind of statement, Kim, I can return to my house. So the devil telling, the devil making an announcement that my mind is his house. He feel he can walk in and out of my house whenever he wants. Now watch this now. This, this is easy now to sit here and say, oh, not my brain, but think about it now. It's as though our, our, our brain, our mind is a swinging door. Now you know them door with no doorstop? They swing in both directions. Just come, the devil coming in and out. Not even slipping down the, the window with, you know, with the sheet tie up, walking through the front door. Devil even ain't got no curfew. That nonsense got to come to an end. And I'm going to preach this until the Lord give me a release to move on. Because we cannot maximize who we've been called to be in the earth while the devil has habitation in our mind. And the text that we read from Matthew chapter 4, this is crazy. That this entire conversation, the entire conversation that's happening between Jesus and the devil is happening in Jesus' mind. Don't you see the devil taking him different places? This is happening in Jesus' mind. Read the text again. He takes him to a great mountain. Do you believe that he was, that the devil was transporting Jesus? Come on, think about it. That make sense? No, this, 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 this was a journey in the mind. He showed them all the nations of the earth in one glimpse. Okay, he puts them on a high mountain and showed them the entire earth. How do you show them the entire earth? No, this is happening in the mind. And then he makes this bold statement. He says, now, Jesus Give me the throne of your mind. Worship me. See, that's the devil's job. That's his ultimate goal. His ultimate goal is for you to worship him. What does that mean? That means that he becomes the focal point of your thinking. The devil wants to become the focal point of your thinking. Every mental illness, every depression, every dark area of your life is because the devil has his minions in your mind as the focal point. Now, you could call it schizophrenia, you could call it depression, you could call it rejection, you can call it abandonment, you could call it grief. What's the other fancy names we have for all this mental illness? Anxiety, bipolar, you could call it all them things, but in the words of Waterboy, it's the devil, mama. Y'all didn't watch Waterboy. Mama? It's the devil. All the, watch out, go home today, watch, watch, watch Waterboy. <laughs> All these things happening in your mind, they zero down to the devil. All, all the, he, at the end of the day, when you follow that, when you follow them cookie crumbs, not cookie crumbs, what the thing is? Hansel and Gretel? Breadcrumbs, not cookie, yeah, bread. When you follow the breadcrumbs, they're going to lead you. Boy, I gained a memory lane today. 
Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Them breadcrumbs going to lead you to the devil. Can they give you one scripture to prove it? All right, go to, uh, go to 2 Peter, I believe. I want to show you this. Is it 2 Peter or is it 1 Peter? It's one of the Peter them book. Peter write this. I show us Peter. 1 Peter, chapter 5. Verse number 8. I need you to see it. I need you to see, what a boy, it's the devil, mama. It's the devil. 1 Peter, chapter 5, verse 8. Read it. What does it say? Uh-huh. Be vigilant. Why? Because your adversary. Who is the adversary? The devil. It's right there. Let me let you understand. Be sober. Be vigilant. Vigilant. Vigilant because your adversary it in grief, it in rejection, it in anxiety. Oh God. It is schizophrenia. You could go and get all of these prognoses, get all these diagnoses, but at the end of the day, what you are fighting is one adversary, and your adversary is Twenty-first century church has gotten so deep now that we don't even mention these kind of stuff no more because we say it ain't necessary. No, we need to mention this. Let me show you why it's necessary to call the devil out. You need to understand why it's necessary. I said this in the first service, but it's so good I got to repeat it again. You don't repeat again. I got to repeat it. So repeat it again means say it three times. So I just say it twice. It is so critical for you to get this that the devil that you do not address goes nowhere. He goes nowhere. We can't fall. That's why he calls your mind his house. This is his. He leave. Where's he going away? No, he leave. He going to the food store. They come right back. And he's, but I found that he don't like church too much all the time. So he's leaving when you go to service. When you go to service, he's go shopping. So you come to service, and you get delivered. And then you leave service, and he come up with all his grocery bags. Moving in, putting stuff in the shelf, because your mind is his house. God, how much more time I have to walk through this, man. Watch this, man. I showed them this in the first service. The Bible says uh, that not Paul, not Timothy, not Silas, Jesus is fasting. Who fasting? Who is Jesus? Man, the son of God, man. This, this, Bible says that he, who was equal with God, equal with God, this God in the flesh, the anointed, anointed one, captain of the host of angel armies. This is Jesus. Jesus just finished fasting, and the devil is in Jesus' presence. Say that. The devil is in Jesus' presence. Say it one more time. I need every worshiper. Wait, 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 wait. If you're a worshiper, wave, wave at me. If you're a worshiper, I mean, I want the real worshipers. 
Come on. I want the people who, my worship, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. My worship is for real. Hey, 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 hey. Come on, one more time. Where the worshipers are? Wave your hand on me. Wave at me. Wave your hand. Wave. Hey, 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 I'm a worshiper. I'm a worshiper. Do you realize that your worship don't scare the devil? Because watch this, y'all. Watch the text. When you, let me say, let me, I ask this for service. When you worship, what you trying to attract? You trying to attract what? What you trying to attract? You trying to get the presence of God. What does Jesus represent? The presence of God. Jesus in the earth is the presence of God. When we worship, we're trying to attract the presence of God. Jesus, who is the presence of God, just finished fasting and the devil sitting red in his face having conversation. The devil is not afraid of presence. You will not worship your way to deliverance. That's painful. Well, well, Bishop, you wrong. You must even read your Bible. Because the Bible says that there was an evil spirit that tormented King Saul. And then mm, the Bible says that David, oh David, David came before Saul and began to play on his harp. And as David prayed and played and played and played, bring, 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 bring. The Bible says that the evil spirit left Saul. But if you keep on reading, you will realize that David had a full-time job. Being in and out of the castle. In and out of the castle, of the palace. Going back and forth to Saul. Because your demon Lee, he doesn't cast out. He went to the store. Because Saul's mind was the devil's house. If that demon was truly cast out, he wouldn't have thrown the javelin at David. Oh, man. If that demon was truly cast out, he wouldn't have spent all that time. He killed the Lord's priest. That demon wasn't out. That demon was, was, he really had a lot of patience. So when, the, when, when they was playing, he pressed pause. And a lot of you, there's some demons that have pressed pause and you've been shouting deliverance. Is this too much for y'all? Y'all all right? See, if we don't expose this, we can stay in bondage. Because we're shouting deliverance, but we're still in bondage. Your demon going on vacation. Demons take vacation. The Bible proves it. Oh shoot! Let me show. It. Let me show it to y'all. Sure. Y'all think you think only y'all want like Orlando? Y'all think only y'all want like Orlando? Only y'all do. Only y'all want travel. Watch. The Bible says, verse forty-three of Matthew twelve. When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walked through dry places. So he is going like, you know, to the Sahara. Dubai, you got it. 
Yeah, this is this is bullshit. Steve was bullshit. Watch it. And after being on the Lido deck, sipping margaritas, whatever he's drinking in dry places, he said to himself, oh, it's time to go back. Vacation is over. I, I, verse 44, I'm reading your Bible. And says, I will now return to the house from where I came. And when he come, there's no other maid being here. The maid being here. I didn't realize how big this room was. See, the place was cluttered. He says, well, let me get seven more demons. He's going for all your cousin them. All the cousin Winnie, Lord God, your cousin Jerry, Lord, and bring all of them, and bring all of them back to the house, and now the end is worse than the beginning. Thank you for tuning in to The Life Experience. You've been listening to a portion of a message from our pastor, Bishop Denzel Rule of Life Worship Center. We invite you to join us at any of our weekly services held at the CHRES Auditorium, located Mini Street just off of Robinson Road. For more information on our ministry, visit us at facebook.com slash the life experience or Instagram hashtag LWC Bahamas. You can also contact us at our office 601-5125. We look forward to seeing and hearing from you. Join us every weekday here on Glory 93.9 FM. Until next time, have a life-filled day.